Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Thunder fans? This is Topic Thunder Weekly Episode 31. Can't believe we've done 31 episodes already in this podcast. I am your host, uh, Maddie at Prime Nerlens. Uh, I just watched the Red Sox lose another game today, so I'm not calling myself Maddie Pawsox today. Because <laughs> I am a bit embarrassed by this team. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about basketball. I am joined by a very special person who is a part of our unit as well. Uh, that is Dylan at Prime Nerlens. Uh, oh, who whoa, whoa, very... whoa, whoa. Say whoa. At Prime Nerlens? Shoot. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. That's perfect. That's perfect. Dylan, (laughs) Dylan at Thunder Chats. Wow, that was absolute brain melt right there. Dylan at Thunder Chats. I repeat, at Thunder Chats. Find him on Twitter. Dylan, who, by the way, I can't believe I just, I can't believe I just ruined that uh, at shout out because he was kind enough to come on this pod at the very last minute because we didn't have anyone else to pod today. Everyone else had some emergencies or family business. So I was about to do the solo and Dylan stepped in at the last minute. So I am terribly sorry for ruining that introduction for you. But Dylan, how has your weekend been? Uh, it's not been too bad, man. You know, spent some time with family, hung out with some friends, got some things done and uh, had my at plug stolen by Matt Tierney. So, you know. It's, it's about as good as you could expect. <laughs> I repeat, that is at Thunder Chats. <laughs> Thunder Chats. C-H-A-T-S. We'll make sure everyone knows now that I've completely befuddled that whole thing. As but, I used to say, at T-H under C-H-A-T-S. <laughs> T-H under. In case, no, in case people didn't know how to spell Thunder, <laughs> that's what you got. Yep. So, we have... Uh, Interesting news today in the NBA Finals. Uh, the Warriors are no longer a dynasty, apparently, because Kawhi Leonard has stopped them in their tracks. The Raptors are leading 3-1 to one in the series. I can't believe that we are on a podcast in the year 2019 saying that, but the Warriors are on the brink of losing. Kawhi has stopped now his second NBA dynasty, the first being with the Miami Heat when he was playing for San Antonio, and now again in 2019 with the Raptors. Um, 
I mean, this this whole series has been completely unexpected. I we were just talking about this before the podcast. I don't think either one of us has watched the second half of these games because we just assumed the Warriors were going to win at least two of them, maybe three. But then I personally have woken up the next morning and been completely surprised to see that the Warriors are in fact not winning these games at all. And Kawhi is just dominating the series. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, obviously the spark by Siakam in game one uh, was used to push him over the edge. And, you know, he hasn't really shown up in that regard uh, so much in the other games. But just like you said, man, like at the beginning of the year, who had the Raptors in the finals? And at the beginning of the year, who had the Raptors up three games to one on the Warriors? Uh, That being said, (laughs) the series is not over. So uh, Kawhi hasn't stopped the dynasty officially yet. True, true, true. Um, so let, let, let's calm down, Tyranny. We've seen the Warriors lose a 3-1 lead and also come back from a 3-1 lead. Very so. true. Very true. I, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. I'm just so excited to see this officially be over. But you're right. Uh, they have come, down, come back from a 3-1 series. I think OKC fans know that quite well. So we don't need to be reminded any more of that. But... Given the way the Raptors have been playing the series, it seem to me it feels like it's almost safe to say that uh, uh, this series is almost over. Just the fact that Golden State has been so basically every time they they punch the Raptors, they seem like they have another punch in return. Um, usually, it's like Steph goes hot, Clay goes hot, and then they just roll. But every time one of them goes hot. It's either Fred Van Vliet, it's Kawhi, it's Marcus Gasol, it's Danny Green. I mean, they just have so many different ways they can uh, retaliate from those surges that, to me, it feels like this is, I don't know, this just feels to me like a really well-built team uh, for this series. And then another thing that I, I'm going to steal from uh, Down to Dunk, um, or no, maybe it wasn't Down to Dunk. I forget who, but they were saying um, that, you know, the NBA has kind of been going small recently. That's the trend, especially Mm. with Golden State. But the Raptors have kind of done the opposite. They've gone big and it's actually been kind of working because Boogie and Draymond haven't really been successful defensively um, as much as they have been in the past. And when they throw out those like Surge and Mark Gasol front courts, it seems to work really well. And if you also notice on, I think there was a Twitter stat that came out today as far as turnover percentage. On the offensive end, Draymond and Boogie are accounting for, I think, over 25% of turnover ratios um, individually. So, I mean, they're definitely turning over the ball a lot in this series as well. Uh, those two guys in the front court. So I feel like all in all, those things collectively, I feel pretty confident about the Raptors this series. But like you said, it's not over till the fat lady sings and game the fourth game of the series is won by either team. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, ab- absolutely. Could happen. And I mean, you know, going back to what you're saying about, um, you know, the Warriors making everybody play small and how the Raptors mm-hmm. seemingly are playing bigger and it's working. 
uh, playing small is like such a misconstrued notion in the NBA because everybody thinks it's, you right. know, when you think small ball, you think you're actually playing with smaller players. Playing small is just another way of saying having more shooting on the court. Mm-hmm. Like OKC can't play small because, you know, if Steve Nabs is out there, he, he can't really shoot. But the Raptors, when they play small, they had the luxury of having a guy like Mark Saul, like Pascal Siakam, right. like Serge Ibaka, who, you know, even though some of their percentages aren't, phenomenal they can still shoot and you know defenses still have to respect their shot and you know not give an open shot so that's been huge and also i i just think you know like you were saying the raptors have so many guys that are contributing if you look at these rosters top to bottom um and then you take into account that they're missing kevin durant that clay's hobbled they was missing boogie early on um the raptors are just so much deeper than the warriors like they're Oh yeah, their their 10th guy is like so much better than the Warriors 10th guy. So definitely that, the, that definitely comes into play, you know, when you're in the fourth series of the playoffs and when I mean, you're in game five and you have a chance now to close out, you know, like you said, this, this dynasty on your home floor in front of a, dare I say, rabid fan base and, mm-hmm. and Drake, <laughs> Drake's going to be right there courtside, uh, massaging Nick Nurse's shoulders. He's going to be as hype as anybody. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just so worried that, you know, we're just getting so excited and so hyped up Ooh. for the Raptors to beat the Warriors. And then Curry's just going to come in and just slam the door shut. Yeah. But like what you, what you were saying earlier about, you know, uh, Serge and Gasol, even though they're not great shooters, the Warriors' defense has not been very good this series, and that's basically led them to a bunch of wide-open three-point shots, and if those two guys get those opportunities, they'll make them more often than not. So even though they're not great shooters, you know, they can still make the wide-open three, and that is exactly what you're saying. They have to respect that. So... It's allowed Kawhi to drive more. It's allowed Siakam to do what he does in the paint. I mean, he's unbelievable. That game one, he was like 14 out of 17 from the mm-hmm. field. It was utterly ridiculous. So, yeah, they they just have a lot of weapons. They're much more deep than the Warriors because the Warriors are built on a bunch of all-stars with really no bench. So, uh, yeah, I mean, game five is tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Um, and... Uh, according to some sources, Game 5 will potentially include one Kevin Durant. Uh, he was cleared for practice, but he's still listed as questionable for the game. So, um, to me, I feel like... Well, I don't really know if he's going to return. Because I feel like there's two different ways of looking at this if you're KD. One is what I think a lot of people are talking about, where... You know, KD's whole narrative now is that he wants to be the guy that can win it for his team. He doesn't have to be carried by a superstar dynasty. Mm-hmm. And if he came back now and won it for them, that would be the perfect opportunity. He wouldn't have to go to, you know, the New York Knicks to prove that. If he came back now and won in seven games, that would prove that he is the one that can carry a team. So there's that side, and I get that. But there's also the other side where, if you don't really trust that your whole team can carry up to game seven to win this, this series, if you're Kevin Durant, do you come back at all? Do you just say, all right, we're already down three, one. I don't know if I can help this team as much as they need. 
I'm just going to wait it out. And if they win, they win. If they lose, you know, it was probably going to happen anyway. So I might as well just sit it out and recover some more. I feel like either way is a pretty legitimate scenario for KD in his mind. Yeah, because, I mean, a couple of days ago, there was the report that said that he's not close to ready to come in back. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, a developing story, Kevin Durant's clear for practice. A few right. hours later, Kevin Durant's list is questionable on the injury report. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you get this buzz talking about, oh, is he actually going to play? First of all, this guy hasn't played in, what, like two months of basketball? He hasn't played basketball in like two oh, yeah. months. Last so, time he played was the Rockets game six. So it's been a while. Okay, maybe maybe not two months then. Maybe yeah. it's like a month. Maybe it's around half. a month. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So yeah. you know, he hasn't played basketball in a month. And, you know, I don't care how great you are when you come back from an injury, um, you're not gonna be the same as you were the very first game. And right. you know, if the Raptors had two games, if the Raptors had one game and Durant was to come back, that'd be different. But the fact that they can close this out and you have Kevin Durant in there and he's not himself and he's more hurt than help, then not only did, you know, the Raptors end up winning, but Durant could have like he could go out there and like if he's not ready like the reports said he was a few days ago like said he wasn't a few days ago and he hurts himself he messes himself up like he's in line for a max contract he's a free mm-hmm. agent right. he has his future to think about you know i was talking about this with my, my, one of my buddies you know he's got two rings he's got two finals mvps mm-hmm. you know it, it'd be nice to three pete but at the same time <laughs> we know kevin rant likes his money so oh yeah and he wants to be the guy so i i would be shocked if kevin rant played in this series Right. I, I think I would lean towards what you're saying. And I, I also want to clarify, it was game five, Rockets, not game six. But yeah, same, basically same idea. He's been out for a long time. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I had about KD, I, I'm trying to figure out what the best case scenario is for KD to leave Golden State. Because I feel like as OKC fans, that's all we want. We don't want him on the Warriors anymore. Because as soon as he leaves, that threat is over. For Golden State, I mean, they still have Clay and Steph, but it's it's definitely a different team than it was in 2016 when they went and won 73 games. So, for you, what is the best case scenario for KD to leave this year? For me, it's if KD comes back and they lose Game Five, or well, actually, short answer is that they lose Game Five no matter what, and yeah. KD returns or he doesn't return. Either way they lose the series i feel like he's gone see it's like you said you know if they lose game five he returns or he doesn't return it's still a toss-up i feel like if he doesn't come back at all and the warriors are able to win three straight come back three one and you know win in seven against arguably their toughest competition in their quote-unquote dynasty era without kevin durant i think that all but cements that hey like draymond said we we don't need you don't need him yep (laughs) We don't need you leave. We don't need you. The same guy who called him from the parking lot. Now he's like, we don't need this guy. Yep. It's a shame. Real shame. So yeah, that (laughs) sarcasm included. (laughs) But yeah, he's, he's still questionable. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it may not actually happen that he returns, but if he does, I kind of hope they lose game five. If he doesn't winning, I actually think winning, 
in seven games, the Warriors would be the best case scenario if he doesn't come back. And I'd be fine with that because everyone expected the Warriors to win this year. So, I mean, why not just win it and have KD gone? So that's that's a good perspective to have as well. So um, that kind of answered my other question about if Warriors can win if KD comes back. Um, so we'll we'll uh, finish our finals talk on that note. Basically, well, I'll say this: I yeah. think the Warriors can win even if KD doesn't come back. I yeah, mean, it's just you know, it, it's like we were saying before, Pod. Game five is a must-win for the Raptors because mm-hmm. if the Warriors win and they go back to Oracle with a chance to tie it and then go into Game seven, like it's anybody's yeah. ball game. And the Warriors have been there before. The Raptors, you know, they still haven't. They've got a rookie head coach who's coaching in the finals right now. He's doing a great job, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've been there before. So I, I would probably put my money on the Warriors in game seven. Right. Because, I mean, they'd also have all the momentum, too. They win two straight games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the fact, the fact that they also won another game in Toronto earlier. And their record on the road has actually been better than at home surprisingly in the postseason hmm. so i think it was like seven and three versus six and four uh this post or was it postseason i think it was postseason but yeah uh so that's also another interesting thing to keep in mind but yeah I, I would put my money on golden state in game seven too if it came to that but let's hope it doesn't um yeah. so uh that's enough finals talk for today uh we also have a draft coming up specifically the NBA draft of 2019. Uh, the projections for OKC have changed seemingly by the hour. <laughs> so uh, at one point, it was my guy, Cam Johnson, from University of North Carolina. It is currently your guy, Tyler Hero, from yeah. University of Kentucky. Uh as many of you on Twitter might know, this has been a long-standing uh, feud that has gone under under the radar for a while between me and Dylan. So I figured while we have the two of us on, now would be the perfect time to discuss the Cam versus Hero debate for the OKC Topic Thunder uh, official draft pick, if you want to say that. I don't know if the rest of the unit would be voting the same way we do but we can at least give our first arguments on the two guys absolutely and you know we'll have one more pod next week before the nba Mm -hmm. draft um before our live draft uh which i'm just gonna go and plug this from my guy jerry do it uh, june 20th at the blue garden Uh, i believe that's how it's pronounced (laughs) the blue garden garden yeah because they fancy like that. Yeah, we're going to have a draft party hosted by our own Jerry. Wow, I almost called him Jerry. Gerald Amir. Um, Jerry Stevens. Uh, our Alex Roy is going to be there. Friend of the pod, Brady Trantham is going to be there. David Brandon might stop by. I mean, you never know who's going to stop by. Um, you know, Jerry's been talking up Blue Garden. I can't speak from experience, dude, because I'm in Kentucky. But <laughs> I trust my guy, Jerry, when he talks about this his food in OKC. He acts like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And, you know, we're we're going to have that live podcast. Uh, I think Jerry's got some giveaways going on, some promotions going on. So definitely show up there. It's it's going to be a good time. And I, I wish that I could – I wish the draft was on a Friday or a Saturday and not I a know. Thursday so I could make it down there. But, you know. Yeah. The fact life. that it's a Thursday is so annoying because I would have gone too. Yeah. But 
I have to work Friday. So it's, yeah, it sucks. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, Jerry and Alex will be there uh, for sure. And then it's perhaps a special uh, appearance from Brady. But, you know, he has other responsibilities with the franchise. So we'll see. But I've, I, yeah, I have been to uh, Blue Garden once before when I was back in Oklahoma City. Okay. And it is a great place to kind of hang out. It's a very, it's got a nice, like, um, uh, like bring your dog to the bar vibe because it's got like oh, an outdoor nice. area. So that's my type of scene. So if you're, that's your type of scene too, which I hope it is because dogs are awesome. Uh, you should, you should go to Blue Garden with a T and <laughs> it's also blue with like the E and U swapped. Cause it's yeah. Very, very fancy. They fancy blue garden. Huh? Yeah. Like blue cheese, blue garden. Uh, so yeah, June 20th. How's the, how's the food? I haven't had the food. I just had a drink, but the beers, oh. were, beers were quite good locally brew local breweries as well as you know other ones that you might like so i would assume the draft or not the draft the food is just as good as the drafts they have on tap so we could have a draft with the draft you might say uh-huh ah got Steven it smiling somewhere <laughs> yes that was a great pun i just thought of that right <laughs> so yes blue garden june 20th uh Probably around 7, I guess. 7 PM. Yeah, I think the draft starts at 7, yeah. Yeah, so maybe a little bit before that we'll get started. So come around there, have a good time, get a drink if you're of age, and uh, yeah, just hang out with all of us that can be there. So on to our uh, current debate. Tyler Hero, this guy is a player. <laughs> I've heard. He can shoot. Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> hmm. Well, let's just uh, let's, let's let's go to the stats here, all right? Tower Hero in college. Okay. Um, you know, people freak out about his three point percentage because he shot thirty five point five percent at Kentucky. Oof, yikes. Okay. Yeah, I, I know you can say that because Cam shot so great from three point mm. percentage, but Tower Hero with a NCAA leading, not not SEC leading, NCAA leading 93.5% from the free throw line. Wow. You can, you can see at, at the stripe, he's got poise, he's got confidence, he's got great form. Um, that form shows you that his shot is going to translate to the NBA. Um, just the thing with this three-point shooting, if you watch the games, um, and if you watch Kentucky in general ever, you know, they always go through growing pains as the season goes on because we always bring in so many freshmen each year and, you know, they've got to find their niche. Uh, you look at Shea Gilgis Alexander the year before. Guy was <laughs> guy was terrible at the beginning of the season. And then he, what, what, what did he get picked? He got picked for, he was a lottery pick. He was number 14 to Los Angeles Clippers. Like he was a right. problem at the end of the season. And if I was to ask you an objective hater of Tyler hero, what your most questionable thing, what's your biggest question mark, your biggest red flag on him? What would it be? Uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I would say, I mean, yeah, I, I think his shooting was a concern, but I think you've brought that up. Um, the other thing that to me personally 
is a bit worrisome is also age. So I, I was going to get into that with Cam, but you know, age is, I think people are thinking about this backwards. It's fine if we have an older player. It's actually better to me because we're not really in rebuild mode where we can wait for these like 18, 19 year olds to develop. We need to win now because we have PG and Russ on a, you know, two or three years left in their contract. So we can't really wait for people to develop. So if he's that young coming in, that worries me. Also, I forget what is his, um, uh, shoot why am i blanking the his wingspan wingspan yeah what his wingspan is yeah but i also remember that being concerning just for his height so those two things to me are the most problematic when it comes to tyler hero and i understand i mean you know it's not great to have arms shorter than your height <laughs> don't not get great. me wrong here but mm-hmm. it there is a path to success for that jj reddick for instance has mm-hmm. a shorter wingspan than his height that guy is a knockdown shooter. <laughs> Not only is he a knockdown shooter, he's a great team defender. He plays great team defense. And the thing about Tyler Hero, um, you know, a lot of people remember from the Duke game, he was getting treaded. He mm-hmm. couldn't play defense. Those are the very beginning of the year. But if you watch him in the tournament, I you remember that guy Fletcher McGee? He hit like yeah. the most college three, most threes in call NCAA history or whatever. He was from that or was it Wofford? Wofford, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he broke the record yeah. before they played us, and then he played us, and he went 0 for 12. I remember that. Yeah. Guess who was guarding him when he went 0 for 12 from 3? Uh, <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, he, he came back from the NBA to mm-hmm. guard him. Mm-hmm. No, it was our very own Tower Hero who was guarding him. He played lockdown D. He played shutdown D. Um. And and the other thing about him, like, I mean, I can go on and on about Tyler Hero because, like, I think his shooting is great. He can score all three levels. He's got a great floater. He's got a nice scoop shot. He's got a good mid-range pull-up. And, you know, he's great at the three-point line. Uh, he made 99 straight free throws. 99 straight free throws in the NCAA season this past year. Uh-huh. Without a miss. Uh-huh. I hear you. Can you make 99 straight free throws in a setting? I'm not trying to get in the NBA. <laughs> I, I made three in a row. I made three in a row yesterday. All right. I'm proud of you. I'm, Thank you. Ron Swanson, I'm really I'm, proud of you. I'm really proud of you. All right. My closing thought on this, uh, Jordan Schultz of ESPN interviewing scouts. Um, one of the scouts said that it is not crazy to believe he has Devin Booker upside. And... I will leave you with that closing thought because wow. if Jeff Booker was on this team, <laughs> be wild. Devin Booker is such that's gotta be like the ceiling plus another like mile above that eh. for, De- for Tyler Hero. Eh, is, Devin, is Devin Booker like the same? I feel like Devin Booker's wingspan alone is more plus his height, he's a little bit taller. I believe Devin I, Booker's six five, just like Tower Hero is. Is uh, oh Tower Hero is six six. So, he so he's got an inch taller. on him, but you got to consider that he's got that little mohawk on his head. <laughs> they weighed the mohawk too, and they measured his height. Yep, absolutely. All right, fair enough. Well, <laughs> uh, I have some stats for you, Dylan. Are you ready for these? All right. Uh, 
Cam Johnson had a shooting percentage this year of 56% from the floor, 46% from three, on 5.8 attempts from three, and a decent 82% from the free throw line. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but if you take 35% from three and 93% from the floor or from free throw line, according to my math, threes are better than one point shots, which are free throws. Ergo, somebody who can shoot threes better on more attempts Probably better than someone who can shoot better free throws, as you have mentioned, with with 94 or whatever, 93% from three, from free throw line. So 82% still very good for a shooter, uh, but the 46% from three on six, basically six attempts per game, that's pretty spectacular. His strength of schedule also, might I add, was much better than Tyler Hero's. So strength of schedule... <laughs> 11.35 versus Tyler Hero, who was 10.29. Yikes. Much better, right? Much better. <laughs> I don't know what the numbers are for that, but that's a whole number <laughs> better. <laughs> Additionally, if you look at his advanced stats, he has an EFG percentage of 0.621. Tyler Hero, do you want to guess if he's higher or lower than that? Well, Dylan. since you're bringing it up, I'm going to guess it's lower. It's lower. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> it's much lower. It's uh, 0.536. That's basically Cam's field goal percentage without the EFG percentage calculated. So, might I say, what, what were we looking for at the end of the season? We were looking for shooters. What is Cam Johnson? That's right, a shooter. Not only that, he is hella tall. He is 6'9", hashtag nice. And his wingspan is tall at least or greater than his height. Also great if you're considering Sam Presti because he loves that length. Cam Johnson, to me, is the perfect fit. He fit, he, he basically adds to what our weaknesses are, and he doesn't have all any of our strengths, which is fine. So he basically fits perfectly because he doesn't have a lot of defense, but we already have a lot. Our defense is our specialty, but we don't have a lot of shooting, and he brings just that. So to me, this is a perfect like piece to add in to a team that lacks a lot of the things that he brings to the college level that he could also transition into the the NBA level. And by one closing thought I want to say is, as I mentioned before, age is so important in this league, especially for this team that's trying to win right now. I know a lot of people want the 18, 19 year olds to develop. This guy is 23 years old. He's been in five years of college right now, tuning his game, maturing, getting better, being the leader of the UNC team for the last two years now. This guy is ready to go right off the bat. He doesn't need to go into, you know, the G League for a few years like Steven Adams did. He is ready to go right now. Didn't Steven Adams go in the G League? No. Yeah, he did. No. He was not playing with the Thunder when he got drafted. I promise you he did. 
No, he didn't. All right, I'm, I'm going to fact check I'm you. Fin finish up. your closing argument. Okay, you look that up because I'm almost positive he didn't play his first year. Um, regardless, he does not need to go basically develop before he comes to OKC. So he's mature. He can shoot. I saw a video of him the other day talking about precisely how he tunes his uh, pick and shoot off the screen. He knows exactly what he's talking about. His basketball IQ is phenomenal. This guy is the real deal. And I would love it if he was on this team. Hashtag, yes, we can. All right, you done? <laughs> yes, I'm done, Dylan. All right. Um, that, that was all great. Um, mm -hmm. But thank you. I do have to throw out this this year's stat. Mm -hmm. um, how, how much does Cam Johnson weigh? Oh, I have it in front of me. He weighs 205 pounds. How, how much does Tower Hero two, weigh? He weighs 210, according to my reference. Oh, well, at the the latest measurement, the combine measurement, is okay. 205. Right. Combine measurements for Tower Hero was 194. Mm. So this guy is four inches taller than Hero, but he only weighs 10 pounds more. If only there was resources in the nba that could help him gain weight <laughs> perhaps weightlifting of some kind or bench presses uh next up uh stephen adams drafted in 2013 played 81 of 82 games i for the swear i swear he played like in the g league he only played 70 games in 2015 maybe it was then uh, I, don't I, I don't know man I could have sworn he wasn't playing. Man, that's a shocker. All right. But I will leave that. you with this party thought. I can be your hero, baby. I can I swish away the pain. I will stroke the net forever. Shut Ice up. is flowing <laughs> through my veins. Shut your mouth this instant. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a little um, piece of Dylan's uh, song that he made which he's he's going to keep secret for now but uh yeah so basically the beethoven of the uh topic thunder unit making lyrics all day <laughs> more like the weird al yankovich because it's a parody <laughs> but all right also true yeah it's probably a more fitting i was just trying to give you a compliment hey weird al yankovich is a compliment you bite your tongue true 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 true, true. all right yeah, so that's our Canvas Hero debate. I will say, um, I believe both Jerry and Maddie Moles have both given their endorsements to Tower Hero. So I'll leave you with that. I think the I think third time Steve, I've said I'll leave you with that. I think Steve said he was a Cam person. I think I'll have to double down on that. But if you guys, at least I have him on my side. <laughs> we'll just have a civil war. <laughs> In the Topic Thunder unit. Absolutely. <laughs> Next week, hopefully, when we get the rest of them, uh, we'll uh, perhaps wage further uh, combat in this debate. But for now, we'll leave it be. You on Twitter or other uh, social media platforms, let us know who you pick in those two because, you know, it's it's heating up. We're about two weeks away from the draft. Uh, yeah, so. we're, we're going to have this war and then Presti's going to trade the pick away. <laughs> <laughs> it won't even matter. Like, oh, off or not. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
if he trades it away, uh, we have a couple possible scenarios. So thank you for that transition, Dylan. That was uh, unintentional, but I like it. I was I was very grateful for that. So two people that have come up recently, at least on the Twitter machine, that we need to at least briefly discuss. Uh, the first one, uh, Bradley Beal. Uh, he has been rumored for a while to be traded to OKC, even as far as back as like the trade deadline. He is still rumored to be traded to OKC. And the most recent report, if you want to even call it a report, it was basically just someone on Twitter probably said this. Uh, Bradley Beal and perhaps some other players to fit the salary and match the salary uh, would be traded to OKC in exchange for Jeremy Grant, Terrence Ferguson, Steven Adams, and the 21st pick in the 2019 draft. Uh, I've actually got the trade right here. Oh, fire yeah, The hypothetical trade. No, okay. I, I will include the caveat because I got, I got burned for this, mm-hmm. even by Steven. So um, this is not a report. Uh, this guy was just throwing out trade ideas. Gotcha. He's like, hey, this would be cool if the Thunder you know, could trade for Brad Beal. And this is the hypothetical trade. Like you said, Terrence Ferguson, Jeremy Grant, Steven Adams, two first-round picks. So this year's and whatever our next one is, which – I'm pretty sure it's like 2022 or something like that. I don't know. Basically forever away. Yeah. But, and the, uh, the wizards would give up Brad Beal and Dwight Howard. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Who in the world Um, wants Dwight Howard? But, but this is the thing, right? Because I think we both can agree. This trade isn't going to happen like for either side, but the thing that that troubled me and what like sparked me even going to Twitter on this is OKC fans seemed really against giving up Jeremy Grant, even in return for a guy like Bradley Bill. And I, I was just I, I was kind of shocked by that. <laughs> because I mean, Brad Bill's an all-star. Like he's almost an all NBA guy. Like that guy's ridiculous. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. uh, I think Fred Cat said on Down to Dunk that Brad Beal is literally the shooting guard version of Paul George. Ooh. Like he's the perfect complement to play alongside Russell Westbrook. So, and he's not a slouch on defense. Like he plays solid defense. He Billy Donovan coached him in college. Like I mean, I could just I can name all these reasons. Sam Presti almost traded James Harden to draft Bradley Beal. That's how high Oklahoma City holds this guy in regard. Um, so just, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I think you're thinking about it be like for Dwight Howard and Russell Westbrook to be in the same locker room. And to me, that just seems absolutely ridiculous. Like thinking about the, the way that would go down. But I, I, yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal is really good. There's no question about it. He's, he's definitely an all-star he's borderline in all NBA. I think, I'd be fine with just Jeremy Grant. I think the problem for me is that we would be losing three guys on our starting lineup right now for basically one guy. I don't think Dwight Howard would be a great replacement, given the fact he's never really on the court anymore due to either on-court or off-court problems. Um, So 
I remember when I saw this, I, I tweeted out something like, are we, are we going to play three on five? Like yeah, what's, what's going, that. yeah, what's going on here? You know, like we can't trade away all of our starting lineup for one guy, even if we like him. Um, I just don't, I don't think that's, that's worth it. So, I mean, if it was Jeremy Grant and Ferguson in a couple picks, I'd be much okay, better with that. But you know, the Adams part really sweetens the deal for Washington. So there's really no way they would accept that trade without him. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't really know if there's a way for both teams to win that scenario. It's either going to be Washington gets the win or we get the better deal. So I would rather just stick to what we have now and, and perhaps develop those guys better. You know, Ferguson and Grant, I think will both make a jump this off season. Um, so if we can just make those guys, you know, a little bit better than they were last year, I think that's better than throwing them all out to get one other guy that's, you know, a, a, a good talent, uh, mind you, but, you know, giving away all of our lineup for that, I just don't think will be worth it. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, I actually, you know, I, I, I'm of differing opinion, so... Mm-hmm. I typed all this out in a thread on Twitter, and I know you said you didn't get to see it. So if Did it's not. all right with you, I'm just going to read through it real quick. Lay it out. Maybe, maybe it'll change your mind, but we'll okay. see. All right, so starts off, I feel like we need to have a talk, guys, pertaining to Brad Bill and OKC. All right, I'm first, ready. First of all, breaking news. I'm not a reporter, and I've never claimed to be one. Cool, what? now that's out of the way, let's get right to it. So, the trade, as I laid out, Ferg, Grant, Adams, two firsts, four, Brad Beal, Dwight Howard. First question is depth. Wait, wait, wait. no Grant? Huh? You said, yeah, you said I said Grant. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you said Ferg, Adams, two picks. Okay. Continue. Throwing me off a train of thought. All right. My bad. <laughs> You're good. Uh, the first question is depth. If this trade happens, the bigs you have under contract are Dwight Howard and Patrick Patterson. I end that tweet with an oof. <laughs> That being said, Keith and Nerwins are both free agents. Keith said he wouldn't likely return if it was the same role he had. Many believe Nerwins can get a small bag to play slash start for a bad team. It's possible that they both return since they would probably start unless you want to start Dwight over Nerwins Noel, which nope. at this point in his career, I don't think you do. <laughs> All right, so I uh, said, so then the bench. Ferg is great. He could improve and further... So he can improve further and be primed Danny Green. That being said, in this deal, you keep you're, you're going to enjoy this Dennis, Dre, Deontay, and Diallo. And I put in parentheses that's a lot of D's. Ooh. Add Dwight in there. And I said, I'm literally crying at all the D's. <laughs> and you've got a solid bench, not to mention Nader, Pat, and Ray. Um, yeah. Your guy, Abdel Nader, by the way. Uh huh. So this would be the lineup that you're left with. You know, after immediately after this trade, Russell Westbrook, Brad Beal, Paul George, Markeith Morris, Narles Noel, your bench, the D bench, Dennis Schroeder, Hamadou Diallo, Andre Robertson, Deontay Burton, Dwight Howard, and then reserves you have the MVP, Abdul Nader, <laughs> Patrick Patterson, and Ray Felton. Now, I said maybe you aren't convinced that'll work, and you may very well be correct, but you still have free agency in which a lot of vets. Or a lot of vet wings slash bigs will play for less. Somebody like maybe a Wes Matthews. Um, strikeout and free agency, you still, not put in caps locks because I want to emphasize this, you still have Dennis Streeter, Andre Robertson, 
Hamdu Diallo and Deontay Burton and the expiring contracts of Patrick Patterson, Marquise Morris, and potentially Nerlens, although they might extend him if he is productive, to move to try to get a better power forward center to push the needle even further. And I said, I know Ferg and Jeremy Grant have grown and developed so much and so quick. I know Adams has a lot he hasn't shown on offense. He's the strongest guy in the league and one of the best people in the world. That being said, this team has two more years in the three-year window to win. If you can add Bradley Bill, you move heaven and earth to do so. Worry about the rest later because, as I just said, there is a lot you can do. Once again, I have no true knowledge of Brad Bill's interest in the Thunder or vice versa. I just wanted to show you that it could work. Thank you for your time. Fun fact, Brad Bill is younger than Buddy Heald. Let it marinate. Well, that's because Buddy Heald lied about his age, and he's like 37 years old, basically. So that makes sense. 26, but good try. <laughs> I was, that was being facetious, but yes. I he's very old. Um, okay. So basically that what I was hearing there is that trade will basically... It will help the shooting, no doubt. You'll have Bradley Beal and Paul George off, you know, in the perimeter to help Russell Westbrook. Um, I didn't quite get how Markeith Morris stays because I thought he was definitely gone. Maybe I missed that. No, he just said in his exit interview that he didn't see himself returning if it's the role that he played on the oh, team this so year. So, you're so saying if he if were to given start, the starter, yeah. okay, got it, got it, okay. Um, okay, so assuming because Morris can also shoot, so maybe he could also contribute. Um, so you've got at least three good shooters, two, maybe three good shooters, but you're also you're sacrificing a lot of defense, like a lot of defense, not just with Adams, because I know Nerlens is a great shot blocker, and i'm i'm mm-hmm. I'm always gonna, you know, defend him when I can. but the argument of, about Adams versus Noel defensively, I feel like you have to give the edge to Adams because he does more uh, like around all the other defensive areas besides shot blocking that are so important to this team. And then additionally, Ferguson's jump defensively this year has been absolutely huge. And if you take that away and add Bradley Beal, who, mind you, is like a good, he's decent defensively, but I would I would probably put Ferg above him in that category. Um, I know he's borderline All NBA, but I think that's more of his offensive game. So that might be a hot take, but I I think I stand by that. So the de- defense definitely takes a hit. It depends on what you think about Ferguson, whether or not it's a large hit or not a large hit defensively. But I think that's like our bread and butter. Uh, for this team so you really have to weigh that into effect so that said you swayed me a little bit i i see the image i see the 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 vision but i would still rather keep adams and ferg at least and then also jeremy grant over markeith morris that like yeah that's that's obvious yeah yeah my my thing is you know there's still like people think that, you know, if you trade Jeremy Green away, you trade, you know, all these guys away that like you get Brad Bill and that's it. Like, right. That's not it. We have one of the best GMs in the league. Um, You know, there's free agents that are, you know, that are to be had. And, you know, like I said, this is, they're feeling pressure now. Like this is year two in a three year window. 
they have pieces that they could trade to make another move to improve that power forward position. Maybe bring in a Kevin Love if you wanted to with the pieces you have on the bench. Um, you know, bring in a guy, somebody like that, and maybe that helps push them over the edge. I mean, this is all hypothetical. I'm just saying, right. you know, just because you hear Jamie Grant in a trade, you shouldn't close the door on it immediately, especially when it's a guy like Bradley Bill. Right. That's right, all right. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Very fair. Um, yeah, speaking of Kevin Love, maybe I don't know if you had a potential trade for Blake Griffin as another power forward, but I think Kevin Love is an interesting one because trading him for Steven Adams would also hurt the defense, but I think that would be an interesting trade because obviously Kevin Love is on the end of his career. He's I you know well past 30 at this point, so he's He's definitely not somebody we can develop, but he's definitely got a few years left and he's got the things that we need as far as shooting is concerned and spreading the, the floor. So to me, that is also an interesting trade that I would probably consider as equally as a Bradley Beal trade that you mentioned because of what he would bring to the table offensively without sacrificing too much defensively if it was just literally swap Steven Adams and Kevin Love, which I feel like the Cavs would do. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have to give up as much, you know, because at this stage in their careers, Brad Beal's a lot better than Kevin Love. Right. Um, the thing that gives me pause about it, I mean, you know, the I think the hypoth- hypothetical trade out there is like Adams, Dre, and the 21st for Love and J.R. Smith. And mm-hmm. you can keep J.R. if you want, or you can waive him and, you know, right. take the cap relief, whatever. But my thing is, Kevin Love, like, I don't remember the last time this guy's had a fully healthy season. Right. And, you know, say what you want about Steven Adams, um, you know, what he does on offense, what he does on defense, you know, maybe you just don't like him. You, you can't you can't deny the guy's heart. Like, the guy plays mm-hmm. hurt all the time. Like, he's durable, he's tough, you know, he wants to be out there for his team. I mean... Kevin Love sat in the finals because he, uh, his finger was hurt. So, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. It's just a fair point. I forgot but, about that. But I, I do understand, um, you know, the allure because, like you said, spacing the floor shooting. He played with Russ in college. They're both really close. Uh, this guy, when he was in Minnesota especially, he was one of the best rebounders in the league. He's a great passer. Um, he's got a high basketball IQ, all these things I'm saying on offense, defense, he is a black hole though. So mm-hmm. it's a little give and take because I almost feel like the trade's a wash just because what you're right. losing in defense and Adams, you get an offense for love, but you know, and vice versa offensively and defensively. So, I mean, I understand the trade. I understand why both sides would want to do the trade. I just I would hate to do that and then love just, you know, right. go down for so many games and we don't really yeah. get to utilize them. So Yeah, it's risky. Yeah, absolutely. There there's a risk in it, but there's also a reward in it, and I understand that. But yeah. It just gives me pause. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I think both of these trades I would give pause to in different ways. But uh Yeah. I I think Andrew Schlecht said this as well and i think i agree with him friend of the pod friend of the pod andrew schleck thank you uh he was basically saying that like he would rather 
I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he said he he would rather just develop the guys we have now rather than going out and trying to give these guys away for something like a Bradley Beal. So I, I tend to kind of favor that argument just because I feel like our development of these younger guys will be pretty productive on the offseason. Um but yeah, you never know how much better they'll be next year. Um, and if that's enough to get past this first round ceiling that we seem to hit every single year. Um, and it always seems to be with shooting. So it, it makes a lot of sense on paper to add a shooter from, you know, with a, with a reliable player that's been able to do that for many years. But I don't know. I keep going back and forth on that. So it's it's kind of up to Presti at this point. I feel like he'll be creative with, with his trades because we don't have a lot of cap space to work with anyway. So he's going to have to kind of maneuver a little bit. But, you know, hashtag and Presti we trust. So we'll leave it up to him. Yeah, and, you know, like you're saying, you don't know what these guys are going to come back and be like after Mm -hmm. this offseason like terrence ferguson's growth from year one to year two is ridiculous you know we we don't know what we're gonna see out of homie we don't know what we're gonna see about out of deontay man heck we don't know what we're gonna see out of dennis Schroeder, dre coming back um Mm -hmm. you know the exit interviews presty talk about adam shooting threes adam's like you know if they tell me to go work on my threes i'm gonna go work on my threes adams could come in next year and shoot 33 35% from the three point line on a couple attempts and that would that would solve a lot of issues. I mean you you just don't know what to expect out of these guys so I don't know man. I mean it, it's going to be fun either way. It's going to be yeah. fun. Either way. It's it's going to be interesting to see nevertheless but yeah, I think Presti Presti last year he turned a mellow contract into Dennis Schroeder when everyone else assumed it would just be a buyout so you never know with him well it'll be interesting to see so with that said that's that's enough trade talk for now we'll get into many more weeks of that in the coming weeks um so uh yeah moving on to twitter questions thank you all for uh giving those questions we actually had quite a lot oh nice yeah so we'll we'll get into a few of those, some OKC related ones, and some not OKC related ones. So first off, OKC Twitter question from at Yellow Pink Wolf, friend of the pod. She's or he or she has been uh, following us closely for a while. She or he asks, "What are you hoping to see from the Thunder next season?" Which we kind of already talked about. Uh, me personally, I would like to basically reiterating what I just said. I would like to see growth from the the Fergs and the Grants of this team, the young guys. Uh, I really want to see Diallo get a shot. That would be amazing because I feel like he's so long and so fast that if he has a shot as well, his defense can already. I think his defense can also improve. And if you have all those things to do together, that guy could be a spectacular player. So I think he's a low-key, kind of like Ferguson-esque guy who from like year one to year two could be a huge improvement. 
So look out for that. Um, and then aside from that, I just think, you know, keeping the same defensive mentality as well as adopting some more three-point shooting uh, offensive schemes is exactly what we need to kind of move forward, not just in the regular season, the playoffs as well. Yeah, I just wanna, I just wanna see a title. That's that's all I wanna see. <laughs> that was basically the short answer of what I said. <laughs> very, very true. All right, our second OKC Twitter question comes in from at Thunder Rolls for he or she says, if the Thunder deal Schroeder this summer for a player that isn't a point guard, which free agent point guard would you want to back up? Russell, this is an interesting question that I haven't really thought of, but could possibly happen. Do you have an answer off the back? Yeah, the easy answer is Derrick Rose. I think that's what everybody wants to happen. Um, Just don't know if it does. Yeah, I don't know what he's asking for this this offseason because I feel like he's earned more than what we could offer based off of his season. Um. Yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts. I'm like, a, I'm trying to think of like a a decent lower level point guard. I mean, if we're talking about any point guard in the free agency, I'd say like Steph Curry, but it's probably not going to happen. Can you free agent? Um, does he have like? I think he has a. Is it a player? Um. Exception, I don't know. Or Chris Paul, if they trade him, that'd be nice. I don't want Chris Paul. <laughs> well, I don't want his money that comes with it. But yeah, I don't really know. Aside from like, yeah, Derrick Rose would be the only guy I could think of. Yeah, I mean, he played for the minimum last year. Um, I mean, you know, he he balled out when he's healthy, but he still. Let's see how many games he actually missed. He still missed some time. Um, I think there Towards was the even, second half. Yeah, there there was even a point where you know there was like, oh, he's out for the rest of the season. He played fifty one games, and I mean, you know, eighteen points per game, about four point three assists per game. You know, on vet men, like that's good. Um, I I, I think a mid level exception would probably be the most that he would get offered. I mean, nobody's going to offer Derek Rose a max contract at this point. No, time, so no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you can maybe get him for the mini mid level, but, you know, just depends what he's looking for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's offer, if he's willing to take that money that we can give him, I'd be totally down with Derek Rose. He was like, I think before the uh, All-Star break, he was like, or no, no, it was probably before that, but he, at some point he was shooting like 50% from three mm-hmm. or something like that. So that would be exactly what we need off the bench. Yeah, he uh, actually finished the season shooting 37%, which... Oh, wow. Still <laughs> solid. Yeah, that's true. It's not 50%, but, you know, yeah, still solid. So I'd say, I wonder what his shooting percentage was after that 50%. That must have been real bad. But He shot 51% from the field, though, so... Hey, I'll take it. I'll pretty take good it. for a guard. Mm-hmm. I'll take all the shooting we can get. All right. Uh, so those are the only two Thunder questions that we really have. We also had a, a tweet from um, at GoBrook1994 that just said, fire Billy Donovan. Um, it's not really a question, though. 
it's really a statement. <laughs> Don't really know what we can do with that. Um, Disobeying the rules, man. Yeah, no, I we actually tweeted him saying we need questions and he didn't respond to that. So we don't have the authority to do that. Right. This is the Twitter question segment, not the Twitter statement segment. It's so. actually against the law to mm. set some set a person on fire. So, you know, it is. Yeah, arson. True. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this is from at District MVPG. He has been a uh, avid follower of the pod, so thank you. Uh, he had two questions, just like he did last time, and we'll quickly cover both of them, and these will be the last two we do today. Uh, first question is M&Ms or Skittles? Uh, my answer is M&Ms, specifically the peanut M&Ms, which go quite well with goldfish, believe it or not, as a nice snack. All right. So there you go. If you ever had that before, uh, fantastic. But if you haven't, you should because it's it's delicious. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with M and M's, but I have to include the caveat. I call them Erminerms just because <laughs> it's a it's a game I play with my kids. So uh, I don't actually eat M and M's that much. But if I'm choosing, I'm picking M and M's and Skittles. Um, a food that they go nicely with. Uh, my wife says that popcorn and M and M's are. Uh, Mm. Nice, sweet, and salty treat. So there you that's go. A, yeah, that's the same as goldfish because it's like the saltiness of the goldfish. I think it's the same idea as popcorn. So she's got the right idea. Yeah. So, there you go. Well, cool. all right. And lastly, this I don't know if I quite have an answer for this off the bat, but I'll have to think of it. He asks what our favorite Stephen A. Smith meme is. I don't know if I have mm. one right now. I personally really love the um, baby filters that have been coming on to <laughs> yeah. Twitter recently. So like all the old Stephen A. Smith memes, but with the baby filter have been fantastic. I love the thesaurus meme whenever he's just like, we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> led astray, run amok. He's just on thesaurus.com, like figuring yeah. out what the next one would say. Reading a teleprompter, no doubt. Yeah, those are all those are all fantastic. Um, but yeah, then we also we also had our own Twitter questions, but I don't know if we want to. That'd be it's weird to talk about them now. It's just the two of us. <laughs> I really wanted you guys to read mine because I knew I wasn't going to be on the pod, and I yeah. wanted us to like try to. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what you were saying. <laughs> You still don't... Oh, yeah, you still haven't seen the movie. Yeah, see, this is exactly what I was going for there, yeah. I've seen Infinity War. I watched that. I haven't seen the news. So you know what it says, then? I don't know what that means. Why is Gamora? I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. All right, so... Is that from Endgame? It's from Infinity War. So, like, when Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Doctor Strange meet up with the Guardians, Mm -hmm. uh, Star-Lord has a gun up to Spider-Man's head. He's like... Where is Gamora? Iron Man goes, I'll do you one better. Who is Gamora? And then Drax goes, I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I totally missed. I've always seen it once and it was a couple months ago. So I totally forgot that part. You got to get back on it, man. I know. I still need to see Endgame too at some point, but I'll watch it in due time. Yes. I already kind of know the spoilers because I've seen Twitter. I mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the the greatest scene 
and like cinematic history has been all over the Twitter timeline. So the Captain America thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's just that's just a piece of it. But you mm-hmm. know. Okay. That's all I know is the Captain America part. So maybe I'll be excited for another part if that comes up that I haven't been spoiled about. Um, my my question was how much money would it take for you to not be able to read? Um, and my answer would have been like a couple billion dollars and I just pay people to read me. I don't know if you had a quick answer off the bat. Um, I don't know. That's a very nuanced like and layered question because right. it's like if you have all that money, how are you going to know how much something is to buy? <laughs> I mean, it's... Right. It's, it's a lot of give and take. Uh, I would say Bill Gates times 10. That's about what I was. Probably a little more. Yeah, times 10. There you go. 20 billion. Hey, I got something for you. Mm, this me. is a brand new segment that I'm just going to splash on here, and we're going to see if you like it or not. Do it. What song is stuck in your head right now? Oh, man. There's always a song stuck in my head. What was it before I started the pod? <sighs> Give me a sec. Got to think. It's not stuck in your head too hard, apparently. No, it's not stuck right now, but I'm trying to remember what the last one was. Whenever yeah. I pod, I don't think of a song. But literally, like every time before we start potting, I'll be singing a song. And then when we start, I forget it. Hold on, I'm going to my Spotify because it was most recently in there. Um. Oh yeah, this wasn't the most recent one, but it was pretty recent. Um, how great? Uh, by Chance the Rapper, which is how great is our God? Basically, yeah. That first like two minutes of the choir is hella fire. It's so good. Yeah, that hey, that's a great song right there. I mean, I I, I can't I can't even front. Uh, my my song stuck in my head coincidentally is. Ed Sheeran, Chance the Rapper, Cross Me. It's a new song oh, that came out over the past that. week. Yeah, it's a, so good. it's a banger. It's a banger. Those, those two guys, when they get together, are always going to make fire. They're two of the best artists out there. Yeah, Chance, Chance is underrated. He's got a new album coming out in July, so hype I'm for so that. I'm so excited. He's been dropping singles, like, just, you know, sprinkling them around every now and then. Yeah. Have it's you heard that grocery good. song you had that he yeah, came out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that can't like he's been popping stuff out like every month or so. I'm a big fan of that. So, and yeah, I do like spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's. So there you go. Also, that he's he's a hero in all facets of life. Um, but yeah, I like this segment. We should do this more often. There you go. Yeah, always, maybe we stuff. won't get just chance the rapper next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll no doubt have something stuck in my head. I think a while ago I had Little Mermaid stuck in my head, even though I haven't watch the mermaid in years so you never know with me yeah i mean disney radios always go to but always you know we was talking about tower hero before the pod started so hero by enrique iglesias was kind of in my head but Mm. not to the point where i'm just singing it randomly like word vomit Mm. yeah i gotta find a song for cam now that i think about it yeah you gotta write a parody and we gotta put our parodies out there and we gotta see whose parody is the best and I'll then Presti's going to trade the pick. He's going to write a song <laughs> about trading the pick. It won't matter at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. This was 
this was a good pod. It was probably a little bit shorter than the ones we've done in the last few weeks, but you know, that's what happens when you do a last minute, you know, gathering of, of the topic thunder unit, which is okay. We all have lives and it's free agents season. It's draft season. It's off season. So there's not much to talk about right now, but stick with us. Topic thunder fans will be bringing you some juicy, draft talk next week because that will be the last podcast before the draft starts mock draft heck yeah we'll do a live mock draft uh on the pod and we'll get uh as many of the topic thunder unit as we can for that one so stay tuned next week um a couple weeks after that we'll have our uh, new brady pod at some point so that's always fun to do with him brady trantham of franchise okc um and yeah, just follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. We will be doing the giveaway uh, for our sponsor this week, uh, which is Yamble. So a uh, quick shout out to Yamble. They are a uh, not a gambling app per se because you don't have to use money to win money, but you do win money uh, if, you, if you use their app. So go to uh, the App Store, download Yamble. Um, it's basically you place bets like five to one, six to one, et cetera, on different, um, bets throughout the NBA finals. For example, if Danny Green gets three, three, three pointers in, uh, the first half, you win a certain amount of points based on how much you wager. So you can basically do that for different players based off what their bets are. And you, if you get the most points, you win the money, which is usually 25 to $20, depending on if you get first through third. So. Go to the App Store and download that app there. They have been great sponsors, and we are doing a giveaway with them right now for some merch by at Passive Juice, um, which is excellent. We will be giving that away at the end of the finals, which could be as soon as tomorrow. So you better get on that. Um, so yeah, thanks to Yamble for sponsoring us. Um, you can also find our articles on nowthatsthunderbasketball.com, and you can find... Uh, me and Dylan on our personal Twitters at Prime Nerlands and at Thunderchats. That is at Thunderchat C H A T S. I need to make sure I make up for the previous error <laughs> on my part. Um, so, with that said, thank you for listening. Uh, and we will see you guys next week for our mock draft and Thunder Up. Thunder Up. to avoid legal snags this is being recorded <laughs> I had a I went outside I watched the baseball game for UNC and I got massively sunburned so my knees Ooh. are just are just burnt to a crisp so I'm a super white boy so every every time I move my leg it's just utter pain
All right. Your mic good? You didn't hear anything I was just saying, did you? <laughs> I was like, you're awfully quiet there, Dylan. <laughs> I had my volume. I had my volume all the way down, apparently. But yeah, no, I was, I was saying, like, where I work outside all the time, like, I got real bad sunburn, like, at the ah. start of the summer. But, like, now it's just, like, the tan is just layering on. But yeah, it's very much farmer's tan. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't even tan. I just, like, get red. <laughs> yeah. I just get more and more red. It's bad. I feel yeah, my, that. I don't know if you can see this. You see this watch tan? Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> those Yeah. Hey, back showing... in my sophomore year, I got sun poisoning on my feet. And they, sun like... Sun poisoning? Yeah, they, like, swelled up. Like, yeah, they looked like cartoon character feet <laughs> jeez sun poisoning yeah. sounds like a terrible terrible thing yeah like when when they finally peeled i like <laughs> this is gonna be Gross. so nasty but like from like the uh where my ankle starts i literally just peeled it all the way down to my toes toes like I ah! it. <laughs> stop as you take a drink of your beverage <laughs> it's so gross oh uh, well, yeah with that image in mind Let's get started. Rock and roll with it. Do it. Do it. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.